Blog Talk Radio. Romans 2 and 5. Nope. The righteous judgment of the Most High, who will yep. render unto every man according to his nope. deeds, to them who by patience continuing yep. some well-doing seek nope. for glory and honor and immorality, yep. eternal life. But unto them that are nope. contentious and do not obey the yep. truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath. You an African American? Nope. You believe that's your heritage? Yep. Do you know who you are? Nope. King, queen? Yep. Nigga with back? Nope. Do you shine like a star? Yep. Think they gon' say it? Nope. We gon' explode. Yep. Yeah. They gon' take your life? Nope. So many secrets in the vault? Yep. Do this knowledge cost? Nope. Hop in the book to my? Yep. Do you follow these laws?
from You got to choose one Who you gonna choose the most I heard Two sides to choose from You got to choose one Who you gonna choose Who you gonna choose Got to choose All right, all right, all right. You're going to learn today. All right, all right, all right. You're going to learn today. All right, all right, all right, all right. Shalom, 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 shalom. Baba Kratawab. Welcome once again to another episode of Bible Talk. Um, today is Wednesday. Let me see what date it is. Wednesday, February 28th, 2024. Shalom, 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 shalom. Uh, my, my name is Mishaba. I am one of the teachers here with the with the uh, with Bible Talk uh, uh, podcast. I'd like to welcome you here, welcome you. Um, if you're new to the show, what we try and do is we do like to try and have the, the the our blog talk class, our Bible talk class, every Monday through Thursday, and we try to do it from 10 a.m. to about 12 noon. Um, again, that's Central Standard Time or Texas time. Um, and then we come back on Friday nights uh, with the Brother Bonabod with uh, uh, Friday night Bible breakdowns with the Brother Bonabod. All right. Uh, the other teacher that we have on the platform, a regular teacher that we have on the platform, is a brother Tazapa, and Tazapa does his classes on Tuesdays and Thursdays. On Tuesdays, he has the format uh, uh, where he does Tazapa Tuesdays, Tazapa Tuesdays, Tazapa Tuesdays, where he, in the two-hour format, he takes the first hour and pretty much goes over current events. And he did an excellent class last night. Um, I didn't get a chance to catch all of it, um, as you know, I was counseling. Uh, we, 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 I was counseling. But he, um, every Tuesday he does uh, tells about Tuesdays, where he does an hour. The first hour is covering current events, uh, and, and also as they kind of matching the scriptures uh, to you know keep, to keep us informed. You know, Christ did tell us to watch as well as pray. Um, so he does that, and then he goes to a topic, and the topic he's been covering on Tuesdays um, pretty much is called uh, Never Wax Pale. Uh, it's pretty much a history class, and the brother goes in. Um, my hats off to the brother. The brother's one hell of a teacher. Um, uh, I, I am biased. I, I will go ahead and say that the brother's one hell of a teacher. And to me, he he comes from a place where he really cares about people. He really loves people. He really he really he really does. He is concerned. He has a sincerity where he's really concerned about people. And he, to me, that really comes across in his teaching. Uh, some people might 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 take it as he's crass or that he's hard, but it's really coming from a place of love. Uh, that he's coming from, that he really wants to see the best for everybody. So that's on Tuesdays, and then he comes back on Thursdays with FYI, for, for your information. Whereas he gets questions, um, you know, one nickname we have for the Brother Tazapai is Coach, um, Uncle, uh, Mentor, uh, uh, Professor, that, <laughs> that, that uh, you know, many, 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 many hats the Brother wears. But he comes back, and he gets a lot of questions. Um, and talking to a lot of people and, 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 and just communicating with a lot of people. So a lot of different things come up. So he, he started the, um, his podcast on Thursdays called uh, FYI for your information from conversations and from questions that he's gotten um, o- over time. And then he goes in and he does the research. Um, he really goes in and brings out the answers and the the perspective from the scripture point of view of our of the questions that people might might or conversations he's had with people. So it's called FYI for your information that he's getting 
that is that is based on questions and, and, and conversations that he's had. He's went and done the research. Now, let's look at it from the Bible point of view. Let's look at it from the scripture point of view and get the most highest point of view. So that's every Thursday. Uh, so we invite you to please check that out. For myself, I have uh, Mondays and Wednesdays. And again, I'm trying to keep it at 10 a.m. Uh, Central Standard Time to 12 noon. But that, as many of y'all might know, I'm not trying to, you know, I'm, I'm going to stop saying this. Um, I recently had to get, get a uh, a job in, in, in the world. Um, I, let me, let me, I don't want to say that. I didn't want to take it there. Because um, then it seems like I ain't never been working. I'm just a lazy um, deadbeat dad or deadbeat husband or what have you. And, and that is definitely not the case. But um, besides trying to keep my my occupation as a priest and a teacher, I've had to, to, to make some modifications. So in trying to keep the... the Bible Talk podcast going every morning on Mondays and Wednesdays. Sometimes there's not, I, I, now I, that's just, uh, I can't do that. So sometimes it does force me to come back and teach uh, in the evenings. But every Monday and Wednesday, I have my classes, and pretty much I'm going over a series. Um, I, I, I take a, a series, take a topic, and, and try and draw it out. That we're going to try and get into the scripture, try and, and, and really bring out the history Behind it, the, the back scenes, the you know the the um, uh, what was happening behind the scenes, uh, uh, what led up to it, um, and why this might have been said, why that might have been said, and really try and get into that. Um, and that's the, the, what I'm covering on Mondays and Wednesdays, and then we come back on Fridays with the Brother Bonabod Bible breakdowns, right? Bible breakdowns on Friday nights with the Brother Bonabod. So that's our, that is our, our, our schedule that we try and keep and we try and adhere to. And it does fluctuate a little bit sometimes. So please, you know, your, your patience and your um, um, it, 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 and mercy, it, we're, we're asking for that. Um, if you do miss any of our live broadcasts, if you happen to miss any of the live broadcasts that we do, uh, you can catch any one of our shows on Google Podcast, on iHeartRadio Podcast, on Apple iTunes Podcast, and Podcast Addict. All right? And... Um, under those formats, look for it under ISBHBK Bible Talk. Right? ISBHBK Bible Talk. Um, or at www.blogtalkradio.com. All right. Um, when you pull that website up, go to the search box, type in my name, Mashaba, M A S H A H B A. And all of our classes are there for the past since, matter of fact, we're coming on, on, a, on, a, on an anniversary. Damn, hold up. Today is the 28th. Uh-oh, y'all. Oh, snap. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold up. Is today an anniversary? Um, okay, 1,358 published, nine private. Um... Wow, hold up, y'all. Wow, no, no. It, it, the anniversary passed. But no, 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 it's coming up. It's coming up. It's coming up. March 22nd. March 22nd, 2010 is when we had our very first blog talk episode. It was March, March, not February, March 22nd, 2010. Wow. Okay. All right. So we're coming up on our uh, 14th year anniversary. You know, uh, that's just 
obviously that's not something that you know I keep I keep track of uh, for bragging rights or for 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 vainglory anything like that. Um, but just you know, it just wow, yeah, we're coming up on a 14 year anniversary. So getting back to why, why I even brought the topic up, go to www.blogtalkradio.com, go to the search box, type in Mashaba M A S H A H B A, and a list of all our episodes going all the way back to March 22nd. 2010, um, for the past 14 years, all of our shows are there. All, right? all of our shows are there. Shows that we've done with Kabo Cobb, shows, shows that we've done with the brother Harash from the, uh, from the, uh, the Mount Zion, the House of David, the Mashra Yasha Allah, um, uh, shows that we've done with the brother Shamshwan, the brother Yasha Allah, um, the brother um, uh, Bayasapar, uh, the, the, the series and shows that him and the brother Tazapal was doing on the 12 tribes come over to the, to the Americas and, and all the reference books and, and the histories that they, they've been bringing out. It's all there in, in our library and the archives They're in chronological order. So it's there for you. I right, to go and check out. So if you miss any of our live broadcast, you can definitely go and check it out. It's there uh, um, uh, for you, for you to check out. Right, it's there for you to check out. It, it, it's there. Okay. Um, again, not for bragging rights, just, just, just to help keep up with what, what might be going on. Okay. Um, we are associated with, we have schools across, across the country. All right. Um, here in San Antonio, we have the sport of truth, uh, located at 4444 Walsham, suite number 201, San Antonio, Texas, 78218, being the address there. Um, they have classes. The classes here in San Antonio are every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 7.30 PM to 10.30 PM. And then again, again, on Saturdays, starting at 10 AM for the Sabbath, the Sabbath class. All right. Um, we ask you to please. Go on to YouTube, like, share, and subscribe, and subscribe to their YouTube channel, uh, The Sport of Truth San Antonio, that if you can't actually make it to class, make it to the school, that you might be able to, 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 to still, still um, observe the class through YouTube. So like, share, subscribe to their channel um, uh, as we're trying to get this message out to wake up to 144,000, to get the, the, from, from uh, Romans, uh, Revelation chapter 7, that 144,000 of men who, from, who hear the word, believe the word, trust in the word through all the trials and, and afflictions and tribulations and proving themselves. So once that, that number is reached, 144,000, then we know that it's, it's, it's a wrap. That now the Most High is going to send Christ and the angels to come down and redeem us and save us from this spiritual Babylon, this spiritual Egypt, like he did before, all right? And that's what we're waiting on. That is what we're so patiently and eagerly and urgently waiting on is for that day to finally be here that the 144,000 do get sealed. So we can't get that done if the teaching ain't getting out, if the word is not getting out, so that now we can start to be cleaned up. We can start to be, get our minds circumcised. And as we are going through the trials and the tribulations and the afflictions that the disciples of Christ are going to have to go through, that we go through these things uh, and faithfully, and we endure these things faithfully, and in doing these things and showing that, that um, as it said in, in Revelations, they love not their lives unto death, that the total dedication, not just when it's easy, not just when it's good, not just when it's now becoming popular, but through the trials, through the tribulations, through the afflictions, through the hardships, and being those good soldiers um, and your hardness as good soldiers of Christ, that we're going through these things, that 144,000 number is finally achieved, 
and we're out. That's all it takes. We got to get the hundred forty four thousand together, and it's a done deal. It's a wrap, brothers and sisters. It's a wrap. So that's why it's important that we get this teaching out. That's why it's important that teaching does get out. That God's word said. God said. Let me pull that up, that scripture up real quick. Also, it's Isaiah chapter fifty five, I believe. It's been a minute since I pulled it up, so let me let me get it here. Let me get out of commentaries. Cool. Do a Bible search. Um, w R Word V O I D Word Void Isaiah chapter fifty five verse eleven. Right, the book of Isaiah chapter fifty five and verse eleven. As I'm waiting for my, my East Word to pull it up, remember this, brothers and sisters. Isaiah chapter fifty five and verse eleven. It says, "So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth." And this is the the, the Father talking, the Creator. He says, "So so shall my word be." that goeth forth out of my mouth and shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing wherefore I sent it. All right? So in keeping that in mind, brothers and sisters, God's word is going to accomplish what he wants to accomplish. That each of us can have our own idea, our own opinion, our own expectation of what we think God's word should be doing, but God's word is going to do what God wants it to do. All right, that God's word is going to be accomplished because he's the most high, because he is God, because he is the creator. That, that's who he is. His word is going to accomplish what he wants it to accomplish, what he wants it to do, not what we want it to do. All right, not what our plan is. Not what, because as he says here also in Isaiah, as the heavens are higher than earth, so are my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Let's jump up to verse 8. <laughs> Same chapter. We're going to start at verse 7, Isaiah chapter 55, verse 7. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. So let's, let's stop trying to put our expectations and what, how we feel it should be, how we feel it should go, <coughs> how we feel that as, as God's servants, as, God, as the Israelites, that we have a plan that we should be like this and we have an expectation that I'm an Israelite, so I should be having this. And it should be going this way and this. the world should work this way. Let's forsake all that, brothers and sisters. Let's let that go. Because that's one thing the 144,000 men are going to do. They're going to forsake their ways. And whatever unrighteous thoughts they've had, and, ooh, speaking about righteousness, uh, the 144,000 men are going to stop thinking that the way they're thinking is right. And, and they're going to adopt that God's way of thinking is right. They're not going to keep trying to insert their opinion and their way of doing things as and, and justifying that now that's what righteousness is. That 144,000 men that hear God's word and they conform themselves to God's word, that they're going to forsake their thoughts. Are we hearing this? But how can that get done if the teaching ain't getting out, if God's word is not getting out? That's the one thing we are responsible for. That's one thing we can do. We can make sure God's word does get out. That's one thing we can do. All right? And that's the one thing, believe it or not, brothers and sisters, that the Father is going to protect his word getting put out. Okay? Just, you know, just, just, just to throw it out there a little bit. So, again, Isaiah chapter 55, verse 7. Let the wicked forsake his way and the righteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord. Let's go back to what God's expectation is. 
We can, we have this Bible now and all the history of the Bible. Where did Adam, going all the way back to paradise, going all the way back to the very beginning, where did Adam mess up? He was already in paradise. He was in paradise with the Father. Where did he mess up at? He, he, he followed his own opinion. His own opinion that was, that was supplied to him from Satan through, it, through his wife Eve, but he went ahead and made the choice. That's why I said everybody has choices. He chose to bring in, to not be influenced by God, but to let another influence come in and change his opinion. That's what got, from the, from the jump, y'all, got Adam kicked out of paradise. And now we've had to go through all this. From that example, we keep following that same example. We keep trying to insert our opinion, our expectations, our thoughts, our feelings, our influences into God's plan. And it just, you would think by now we would learn or get it doesn't work that way. But guess who? The 144,000, they're going to understand that. It's, but it's important we get them awoke. You know, as we talk about this woke movement, the woke movement is supposed to be awakening that 144,000, all right, getting to them so that now the baton can be passed from wickedness to righteousness. God's kingdom can come on earth like it is in heaven, and we are gone. Remember, Christ said that for that 144,000, he didn't say specifically, but it's understood that 144,000 are not of this world. If that 144,000 was of this world, then they would fight to stay in this world. But that 144,000, no, are sealed and are, are trying to store treasures in heaven and not on earth so that, so that we can get home. Think about that, brothers and sisters. Think about that. If, if God's servant, Christ said, my servants are not of this world. And he said that. That's in, that's in John that they are not of this world. Then if we're not of this world, then where is our home? I, you know, I say our, as, as, as if I'm going to serve myself with 144,000. Then for the 144,000, if they're not of this world, then for them to go home, where is home? Where is home? Well, I can't wait to see it. In Hebrews, it talks about, you know, that place of rest that God goes to, that even you know, after the seventh day, there's a place that he had built for himself that he went and rested from all the work that he had done. What the hell is that? What, what, <laughs> what place is that? What, 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 where, where is God's man cave? What must that look like? Or what's the man cave that the angels go went to to relax, slacks, to chill, to chill hop. Where, where Christ and the angels, like for the seventh day, uh, that day of rest, they, where did they go to go rest at? What does that look like? We know it's not of this world. We know it's not of this world. That's why reading on with Isaiah chapter 55, verse 8, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. Do we, are, we, are, we, are we catching what he's putting down, y'all? God is saying his thoughts for my thoughts, how God thinks, are not your thoughts. We don't think like God. 
and we still try to make God think like us. Now listen what he says. Then he says, neither are your ways. The way you do things, he says, neither are your ways my ways, said the Lord. The way we do things is not the way God does things. He's trying to bring us up to his level. And we still try to keep bringing him down to our level. Verse 9, Isaiah chapter 55, verse 9. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours, and my thoughts than your thoughts. He's trying to bring us up. He's trying to enlighten us. That 144,000, they're going to get it. They're getting it. Right? They're getting it. Verse 10, for as the rain cometh down, and as the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. Mm, 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 mm. So, brothers and sisters, let, let's go ahead and like, share, subscribe, um, and 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 let's let's work. Let, let's put our brick in to get a hundred four thousand awoke, y'all. Let's let's do that, and then let's work on being that hundred four. Let's work on trying to get to that point. Let's work on, on on being there so we can all go home. So that we know that once that it's not just a hundred four thousand that are going to be saved. That's the, the the minimum number that Christ is looking for. The the that's the number Christ is looking for of believers. That through thick and thin, not through just because there's prosperity, but through thick and thin, through facing death, through facing trials, tribulations, afflictions, persecutions, they love not their lives unto death. That once that minimum amount of people, of, of men, are finally found and proven and show themselves and prove themselves to God, to Christ, we out. We're out. It's done. It's done. Then we know that one-third of our people are going to be saved from the destruction that's, that's coming. All right? That, that's prophesied. That's written. Two-thirds are going to not, not going to make it. One-third is going to be brought through the fire. We know that the day of the Lord is, shall come as, as, as um, the day of the Lord is going to be a day of fire. That's Second Peter, the third chapter. The day of the Lord is going to be full of fire. Um, not only thermonuclear fire from, the, from the, the, the nations being at war and letting loose all their nuclear uh, uh, armor, but also the fire that's coming from God, from Isaiah chapter 66 and 65. The fire coming from God. And I've been thinking about this, y'all, because you know, we, we, we've been teaching for years that it, Armageddon is going to be thermonuclear fire. That, that is going to be involved, y'all, but that's not the fire coming from God. Have you ever seen or really studied and looked at a volcano, brothers and sisters? I, I have been. And do you realize that um, America is sitting on three super volcanoes? One of them happens to be right there in New Mexico. <laughs> there, there is a super volcano there in New Mexico. That's why you have all the hot springs there in New Mexico. Go look at it. Go check it out. Just go do a little geography research. Then you got Yellowstone. 
which is another one. And then I think the other one is, is, is there like around, you know, in, in California or something like that. Or, you know, that it, when Yellowstone goes off, uh, not, not if, when Yellowstone goes off, you know, that's going to reach, they're staying all the way over to like the, the Ohio Valley. From, <laughs> and the, the one in New Mexico, the super volcano in New Mexico, that's going to pretty take out the, the Southwest. That, that, that fire that got, that, that's coming from a volcano, you can't mess with that. So to have the super volcanoes where it's going to be a lake of fire with, I mean, and they try to show you that in movies like, like uh, uh, 2012 with, with uh, who was that, uh, Woody Harrell or what have you, that, that super, those super volcanoes, there's a YouTube, there's a YouTube uh, video, and you, you can go type it in, super volcanoes. The, 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 what would happen when the super volcanoes go off? Remember, we're, we're also on the ring of fire. The west coast of America is, is, is uh, on what is known, is, is on the, the, what is it, the fault lines called the, the, the ring of fire. That, that's pretty much surrounds the Pacific Ocean. From America going all the way over to 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 Japan, the Ring of Fire, brothers and sisters, that's, that that you know, as I'm just you know throwing it out there, the super volcanoes going off, as well as the nations firing their nuclear armament at America at the same time. That day of fire that that's coming, the day of the Lord that's coming. I, let me I, let me read it real quick. Second Peter, all right, let me pull it up. Second Peter, chapter three, and I'm gonna get back to the announcements. I'm gonna get back to the announcements. Give me a sec. Um, Second Peter, chapter three. Um, Second Peter, chapter three, and verse ten. All right. Second Peter, chapter three, and verse ten. It says, "But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night." in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also, and the works that are therein, shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness? Brothers and sisters, it tells you in Revelation that, that, that there's going to be an earthquake on this day. When the hundred, when Christ comes to get the 144,000, it tells you in that same hour is going to be a great earthquake of that, that, that's going to shake the entire planet Earth when this, when this day comes. They have these super volcanoes going off all at the same time. They have all the nuclear armament down there being fired at America, and America getting some missiles off also. But for all these the nuclear armaments uh, uh, arms to be hitting America at the same time, with these super volcanoes going off at the same time, do you think that might shake the earth? And think about that fire. Think about that, that, that fire dis- destruction that if it's not the nuclear mushroom clouds going off, the super volcanoes going off, if you're not with Christ and the angels in that swing low, sweet chariot, coming forth to carry me home, I looked over Jordan, and what did I see? A band of angels coming for me. If we're not going to be in those chariots, like Christ said, as, as you see me leave, that's how I'm coming back. Those chari- the chariots of fire that took Elijah up out of here. 
if we you if we you're not gonna if we're not gonna be blessed or or blessed from his grace to be in those chariots, we will be be consumed in the second fire in the second death. That's assured. And think about it. If you have super volcanoes going on, brother says, I mean, if you have a super not not if when these super volcanoes are going off, I don't care what underground bunker you're in, the earth is going to be shaking. The volcanoes, brothers and sisters, don't they come from under the earth? Underneath? So if you're in a bunker and you're only thinking about a nuclear fallout shelter, of the nukes being dropped from the on the surface of the earth. You can you might have had that wisdom and that plan that that's going to be you know to protect you from the nuclear fallout. What is going to protect you when you have lava coming from underneath? Come on, for real. And all the prep prep shows I watched, the survival prepping. <laughs> I, you know, they, they show survivalists and, 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 and preppers. You know, they show them always uh, uh, um, uh, preparing for, you know, it, it, when the, the economic um, uh, uh, downfall of America comes and how there's going to be a, a total anarchy and chaos in the streets. And they're preparing for that. And, you know, they're storing food underground and they're storing this and storing that. And they're getting weapons and setting up booby traps and all type of stuff that when people try and come on their property and take their food or, or do whatever, they're going to be prepared for, for the looters. All right, cool. You got that. You got that. You got you got that taken care of. Then you got those that that are preparing for when um uh, uh, a nuclear fallout. It's gonna be a nuclear war, and they're preparing for that. And they, they got their bunkers prepared for this. And 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 uh, your, your 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 survival rating is at a, a forty-seven. You need to up this and, and prepare for 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 water and prepare for this and have have a, a um uh sustainable uh, uh foods or what have you. So they've got all these type of things and scenarios that they prepare for, from from uh, uh, tornadoes, from nuclear fallout, from from uh, from looters or what have you. The one thing I have not seen is how do you prepare a bunker or or your 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 your, your bug out spot or your getaway spot for a super volcano? And think about it, brothers and sisters, isn't lava that spewing out when they should be shooting through the air and everything, isn't that already molten elements? Ain't that what lava is? Ain't that where the elements have already been melted? So if we put, and let me get it now. Isaiah chapter since we're here, since we're here, Isaiah chapter sixty six. And yeah, if I'm, I'm I'm going through all this and trying to impress. <laughs> trying to, to encourage those who might be listening, let, let's get this word out as much as possible by any means possible. All right? Let, let, let's do this. All right? Let's do this. Isaiah 65. Um, Sixty-six. I'm sorry. 66, 15, 15, 15, 15. In Isaiah chapter 66 and verse 15, it says, For behold, the Lord will come with fire, 
and with his chariots like a whirlwind. That's why we talk about the chariots, the, the swing low, sweet chariot coming forth to carry me home. That he's, he's coming with the, the 200 million man um, army of angels, and Christ is coming with his full anger and wrath. Yes. All right. And that the day of the Lord is going to be as a thief in the night in which the elements shall pass away with fervent heat. So Isaiah chapter 66, verse 15. For behold, the Lord will come with fire and with his chariots like a whirlwind to render his anger with fury and his rebuke with flames of fire. For by fire and by his sword will the Lord plead with all flesh. And the slain of the Lord shall be many. That's Isaiah chapter 66, verses 15 and 16, y'all. So knowing that this day is going to be like this, that the day of the Lord is going to be, oh, do I, oh I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm, I'm trying not to go here, y'all. Um, but we got to get it. Um, Let's go to Amos chapter 5. Let's go to Amos chapter 5. <laughs> Amos chapter 5, verse 18. Amos chapter 5, verse 18. Woe unto you that desire the day of the Lord. To what end is it for you? The day of the Lord is darkness and not light. This, this, this religious, fake Christian uh, image that we have of when Christ comes back, it's going to be a day of rainbows and doves. And it's going to be a, a, a day of, um, uh, 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 of, of, of this Matthew McConaughey-looking type person kind of floating down gently, descending from the heavens uh, in, on, in the cloud. He's got some doves with him and some blue jays and some red robins. And it might, I guess some turtles. There's going to be some, some beavers and some doves and some hamsters um, uh, and, and the deer. There's always going to be some deer. They're always, that's always in the picture. And they're just, you know, just, just looking up and seeing – Jesus floating down out of heaven. Uh, no. No. Amos chapter 5, verse 18. Woe unto you that desire the day of the Lord. To what end is it for you? The day of the Lord is darkness and not light. As if a man did flee from a lion and a bear met him. Are we are we getting this scenario? Now we know that there's, there's more allegories and more metaphors to, to to what's being said here, but let's just take at face value. Let's just <laughs> let's just take this at face value, okay? The day of the Lord is going to be as if a man did flee from a lion. First off, what you got going on? That a lion is, a lion is chasing you. What what's going on? This don't sound like somebody who, a Christ that's floating down from the heavens, is, you know, surrounded by butterflies, again, blue jays, um, um, uh, red robins, uh, uh, doves, um, uh, and everything just, just, uh, just, uh, I don't even know how to describe that. That, that again, the, the sun's going to be out, but it's still going to be rainbows, and it's going to be like a meadow, and the flowers are going to be budding. As the flowers turn towards the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, to uh, it's like to welcome Jesus as He's floating down, about to touch the earth, and He has that real just 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 humble, um, solemn look on His face. That that Christian, that false Christian scenario, 
That don't exist in the Bible. That does not exist in God's word. The day of the Lord is going to be as if a man did flee from a lion. So you're running from a lion. You're fleeing. Let me, let me just say running. There's, there's a difference between running and fleeing. As if a man did flee from a lion and a bear met him. You know you're in a world of trouble already if you're trying to flee from a lion. And you run into a bear. So now you got a lion and a bear chasing you. And somehow, I guess you get away, I guess. Somehow, I guess. I don't know. And Or went into the, the house. So somehow you, you get away from the lion. You get away from the bear. And you make your way into the house. <laughs> and leaned his hand upon the wall. You know, like, whew. You're taking a breather. You're in the house. You're going to shut the door. You're going to put the barricade down. The, the, the lion that came around him, he was running so fast, and you just got the door closed that he bashed his head into the front door. Boom! And then the bear is like, oh, and like scratching the walls. He's mad. And you're like, oh, 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 oh man. Oh, oh, man, that was close. Ah, ah, ah. And you lean your hand on the wall like, like to rest. Like, like, oh, at least I'm safe now. Oh, my God. And they're out there just going off. The line, they ain't turn on each other. They're just trying to get inside this house. And you think you're safe. And it says, and leaned his hand on the wall, and a serpent bit him. Ah. <laughs> uh. Verse 20, shall not the day of the Lord be darkness and not light, even very dark, and no brightness in it. So, brothers and sisters, if we're not going to be on those chariots, if we're not going to be, we have not done the work that's necessary to either help awaken the 144,000, to help push this ministry to wake up the servants of God, that 144,000 that I contributed in helping the ministry and helping the work. Might not have been the actual teacher, but I helped push the teaching. I helped push this ministry and storing treasures in heaven and not on earth towards what God wants. And, and doing not my will, but doing my part to help what God wants done. If we're not going to be part of that, there, I, there's no way to be safe. There's no way to be, to be protected. It's not going to happen. So all that just to say, let's like, share, subscribe. To, um, Let's help support this work, even for, for, for the schools and for the camps that might not be on YouTube, for the schools and camps that might not be on YouTube or, 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 or what have you. Let's like, help us, let, let's like help and get this word spread, right? We, any of us can do that part. We can help with that. Any of us can help with that, okay? So, for, again, for the school here in San Antonio, um, uh, they have class every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, um, and on Saturdays. 
If you can't add your mates to the school, uh, please check out their YouTube channel, all right? Like, share, subscribe, um, and share, all right? Like, share, subscribe, and share. For our school in the Houston area, SOW Houston, Houston, Texas, Stream of Wisdom, located at 231 FM Road, 292, Stafford, Texas, 77477, uh, being the address there. They have class every Monday and Wednesday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., and then on Fridays from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., okay? Fridays has changed a little bit. Fridays, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., and then Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., all right? Catch, check, catch them live on YouTube, their YouTube channel, which is SOW, uh, Houston, Texas, Stream of Wisdom, um, every Wednesday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., all right? Every Wednesday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. So you can check them out tonight, all right? Check out their YouTube class out tonight, um, starting at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Is there. Like, share, subscribe, all right? Like, share, subscribe to them. For our school in Norfolk, the Norfolk and also on Saturdays, forgive me, uh, you can catch the YouTube channel also on Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Or be at the school, all right? Be at the school also. Our school in Norfolk, located at 2610 Granby Street, Norfolk, Virginia, 23517, many address there. Uh, the Stream of Wisdom, uh, SOW, Norfolk, Virginia, Stream of Wisdom. They have classes every, t- classes every Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m., and then again on Saturday starting at 12 noon. You can catch them live on our Facebook Live from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. every Tuesday and Thursday. All right, you can check them out. Please check them out, all right? Um, and their YouTube channel, uh, the SOW Stream of Wisdom, Nova Virginia. You can check them out live on Fridays from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., and then there's Sabbath Ceremony every Saturday starting at 12 noon. Uh, you can check them out on YouTube, all right? For our school in Rochester, the SOW Rochester, New York, Stream of Wisdom, located at 1600 Lyle Avenue, Suite Number 1A, Rochester, New York, 14606, meeting address there, every Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, um, from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m., and Saturdays starting at 10 a.m. All right, they have classes up there in Rochester. And you can catch their YouTube channel also at SOW Rochester, New York, Stream of Wisdom. Please catch their YouTube channel as well. Like, share, subscribe. Let's get the algorithms up. Um, the YouTube channels on the Hidden Truth Bible Show is like Media Core, Five Minutes of Wisdom, and Hidden Books. All right. Now, also on Facebook, right? Also on Facebook, we have the Fountain of Wisdom. All right. The Fountain of Wisdom, which is, which is, is headed by the brother uh, Mike Allah um, and the brother Aisha Whitezar. Please t- uh, check them out. As they also do the Torah readings, they do uh, Bible Bible classes on Friday nights. And tour readings every Saturday as well. All right. Uh, Final Wisdom on uh, Facebook. Please check them out. Uh, uh, catch the membership. And please help support that ministry as well. We're, we're trying to get this word out, y'all. We're trying to get this word out. That is what's important. All right. That is what's important. Uh, if you're in the Albuquerque area, we also uh, invite you to please check out the brother Aisha White Desire. Uh, give him a call. Area code 505 218 I, I, I was on the phone with this brother this morning. Again, the water, the water, the water, the water, the water. Um, the brother's insight, perspective, and counsel. Oh, I don't say it like this. The brother has so much passion and energy and love that he comes with. Put your seatbelt on. Because you're going to be caught up in the wave of love. The brother comes from a place of true sincerity, of true love for the Most High, for Christ, and for his nation. So if, you, if you're if looking for a quiet, um, 
therapist where you can just lay up on the couch and 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 the the person is just you know sitting sitting on their chair while you're on the couch and they're doodling and just being quiet. That's not ice. The brother ice rises are you're going to get the love, you're going to get the passion. All right, and it's coming from that pure place. It is coming from that pure place. Um, straight man, straight masculine. Love you, all Love you, brother. So y'all check him out. All right, brother Ice Rogers, five zero five two one eight forty two eighteen. All right, brothers and sisters. Um, this is where I, 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 we have to make some prayer announcements. Um, yeah, we've, we've had had add some new names to the prayer list. And I just ask, brother and sister, that that again, do your best to catch these names. Um, you can go back to, through our through any one of the shows that I'm doing, um, through again through the Blog Talk um, uh, website, through a, a Google Podcast, through iHeartRadio Podcast, through Apple iTunes Podcast or Podcast Addict. Go back and catch these names, y'all, and please add them to your prayer list as well. All right, the the effectual fervent prayer of righteous avails much. All right, that um, we want to esteem others better than ourselves, especially in these last days, y'all. That part of part of being that hundred forty thousand and help and, and is that we esteem others better than ourselves, and try to achieve that, trying to be right in the eyes of God. That that in the midst of this world, where we're, we're be we've been warned that this world is going to cause a person to justify being selfish. That this world is like, well, this happened to me. This how everybody else is acting, so I'm gonna act the same way. I'm gonna be selfish. I'm gonna be just about me. Um, I can't see where my next meal is coming from, so I'm, I gotta eat. I gotta take care of me and me and mine, and just be about me and mine. That that's, that that is the mentality and, and push of this world to, in in these days. But the righteous, who Christ called the righteous, they're esteeming others. They're thinking about others. They're putting others first. It's not about them putting their own cause first. That's the way of the world. That's the way of the world. So, again, I'm, I'm asking this, brothers and sisters, please join me in, in, in this. And if there's anybody you need or would like to put uh, put on a prayer list, that others might be able to send a prayer for them also, that the, the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous avails much. All right? And that's um, uh, James chapter 5 or 16. That's the book of James chapter 5 or 16. It says, confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a of a righteous man availeth much. So we I ask for the righteous to send these prayers up. Right? Send send to send these prayers up. So the most high in, in the name of Christ. Please listen to us now, right now. Please send your Holy Spirit of mercy and peace to watch over, to bless, to heal, to strengthen, to help, to protect, to build up. And to deliver. And Father, we ask, as according to what uh, Moses gave us in the book of Numbers, chapter 6, that the Lord bless and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious upon t- unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. And Father, we, uh, we, we, we do this and we ask that, that for our sister, Yapiah, and for her sister, I'm not sure which sister it is, but for Yapiah, from, from the San Antonio camp and for her sister right now who's in California and their families dealing with cancer. For our brother Abiyar, who, who, who's currently here in San Antonio, who also has been diagnosed with cancer 
and is actually about to have, go, have surgery today. Father, we, we, we lift our brother Abiyar and his family. We lift them up to you. For our brother Awarna Iyer, also here in San Antonio, who's dealing with some, uh, uh, some, some, some medical issues as well. For the sister Naya, who happens to be the wife of the brother Yawaab here in San Antonio as well. Uh, and for the sister Ayana, who is the wife of our brother Awarna Iyer here in San Antonio, Father. For the sister Bobby Dixon, Father, for the sister Sierra Leek, who is the daughter of our brother David. For our, our brother and sister, for the brother Thawam Rechav, and for his wife, Waradaya, and their family here in San Antonio. For our friends in Albuquerque, uh, Becky and Daryl, and for Becky's sister, Carmen. For the entire Lovett family, my in-laws, Father, including uh, Aunt Sally, uh, including Ernestine Morris, including Charlie Westbrook, and including Edna Jackson. Father, we lift them up to you. The entire Coates family, Father, including the brother Shapar and his brother Rashwan and the sister Marari. For the entire Coates family, uh, for the, the family of our brother Gabar Kawar. For our brother in Houston, brother Thawam Mayam. Many of y'all know Thawam. For him and his family. For another brother named Thawam here in San Antonio, uh, the original brother from the, from the Sword of Truth, the original Sword of Truth, uh, West Beverly. Father, we lift up uh, to you, Cece, the daughter of our brother Tazapah and his wife, Arakaya. We lift up to you, Father, the, our, uh, the daughter, Aizali, the daughter of our brother, Gabar and her mother, Anagasha. And Father, we lift up to you, the um, Aliyah, Ali, the daughter of our brother, Barnabat, and his wife, Kardashaya. Father, I lift up to you uh, the family of my brother, Tazapah, including his mother, Miss Catherine. And for Miss Catherine's help, Miss Barbara, and Miss Barbara's husband, Mr. Charles. We lift up to you, Father, our brother and our friend, Yenawathan. Father, we lift up to you the brother, Gabaria Allah, and his wife, Aisha, and her mother, Ruthie Mae Johnson. And for all their nieces and nephews and children, Father, we lift them up to you. For our brother Sankudash and his wife Mariah, and for his son Kazakia, and for all the children out there, for, our, for, our, our, for the family of our brother Sankudash. For our brother LV, brother Lavanda out there in California, and for his mother Pat Washington, and for his cousin Lashonda Washington. Father, we lift, we, lift, we lift up unto you our sister Quadashaya of our brother Bonabad. We lift up unto you, Father, Sean Stark, Sylvia Khan. We also lift up to you, Father, our brother Yama, who, who is currently locked up in the Lubbock County Jail. And for our brother Kazakabar, who is also right now in the Arapahoe County Jail. And Father, we lift up to you the sister Ainawa, who happens to be the daughter of our brother Gayalaba. And Father, we ask, like it says in Numbers 76, verse 27, that, that we shall put your name upon the children of Israel and that you will bless them, Father. And Father, we ask you, we ask all these things as we try, as we work on emulating and following the example that you gave us in your son, Jesus Christ, and esteeming others better than ourselves. And that, he, that Christ became poor, that others might become rich. So as we try and follow his steps, Father, we ask, as we send these names up to you, 
that you might heal them and be with them, Father. That your glory might be revealed and, and revered, Father. So in this, we, again, we, we thank you for this opportunity. We thank you always. Thank you to Wada Samyad, Amman. All right, brothers and sisters. So now we got that going. Got that out. Um, I don't want to say out the way. We had that going. Let's go ahead and continue on with our series on Build Your House on the Rock. We're on episode 11, dealing with knowing the judgment of God. So what I'm going to do here, brothers and sisters, I'm going to go ahead and take a, uh, well, let me, let me say, I got some, some messages in. Didn't hear that. Um, okay, the brother Yanawathan text in. He said, um, Mount Hood, Shasta, Rainier, um, Mount St. Helens. Oh, yeah, that is a volcano. Okay, that is a volcano, brother. Uh, brother, you know what is is is, is <laughs> telling about another volcano here in, in America. I'm not sure if that's a super volcano, but that is definitely a volcano. Um, all right, Sister Becky, am I having class today? You know what, sis? My apologies. I thought I sent this out to you. Let me let me let me fix that. Let me fix that, Sister Becky. My bad. My bad. My bad. My bad. My apologies. You know what? I accidentally sent you the wrong. Oh, let me fix this. Let me fix it before I guess the wrong way. Um, give me one second, y'all. Let me put it in capital letters. My bad. I sent the wrong. My apologies, Becky. My apologies. I, 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 when I sent that wrong text to you earlier, I meant to send you the one for class, and I sent you the wrong one. So my apologies. My apologies. My apologies. My apologies. All right. Um, oh, my goodness, y'all. If you're in the San Antonio area, quick trip. Quick trip today. They got those, those, those cheese sandwiches. Going for three bucks, grilled cheese sandwiches for three dollars. Now I know Tazapaz is, is hitting us up about you know fasting and going on a juice fast, and I appreciate that. I do, I really do. I almost feel bad about bringing this up, but QT's got grilled cheese sandwiches and they're three bucks. Now the reason that's good is being for three dollars, you can load that three dollars grilled cheese sandwich with the barbecue brisket and with the cucumbers and with with, with all the fixings, and instead of it costing like nine dollars to thirteen dollars, three bucks, y'all. Three bucks. And the only other place, only other fast food restaurant, if you want to say fast food restaurant that has better brisket than QT, would be Bucky's. For those who might be familiar with that, with, with the Bucky's um, uh, rest stops, especially here in Texas. But I, I heard they already in, in Georgia. There's a Bucky's in Georgia now. Um, Bucky's is spreading, but their the brisket. I think Bucky. Uh, between Bucky's and 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 QT, it, 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 they'll give you a run for your money. So you can get that loaded up, y'all. You can get that loaded up. 
as as I'm seeing my notices, okay? <laughs> as I'm seeing my notices. I almost feel bad like bringing this stuff out, but I'm not gonna feel bad. Let me take an intermission, y'all. Let me take an intermission real quick, um, a bio intermission, if you will. And when we come back, we're gonna jump, splish splash. We're gonna take a bath all upon a Wednesday day, um, and get into this topic, y'all. So, be back in two and two, Chuck Willoughby style.
alright, alright, alright. You're gonna learn today. Alright, alright, alright. You're gonna learn today. Alright, 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 alright. Alright, 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 alright. Hopefully we are gonna learn today. Alright, hopefully we are going to learn today and let God's word go out and accomplish what God wants it to. Alright, brothers and sisters. We're dealing with are we building our house upon a foundation? Are we being uh uh okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, let me slow down. Let me slow down. Let me slow down. Build your house on the rock. All right? Build your house or your foundation on the rock. We know the rock is not talking about Dwayne Johnson. We know the rock is talking about Jesus Christ. Are you building are we building our beliefs on Christ? And when I say that, I'm not talking about modern Christianity. I'm talking about taking the examples that we have throughout the, the scriptures, that we have throughout the entire, from, from the beginning to the end. Are we really building our belief on, and what we're standing on? Is our foundation really, truly rooted in Christ? And that's what, that's what the purpose of this series that we're going over is, to really help a person uh, assess themselves, and not only assess themselves, matter of fact, this is what our, our, our uh, elder, this is what Paul said. We go to 1 Corinthians. If I, I'm, I might be saying Corinthians, but 13 and 5. Mm-hmm. Forgive me for that. A little bio thing. 2 Corinthians 13 and 5. Check out the exhortation that we're getting from from the elder, the teacher, Paul. All right? Payala in the Hebrew tongue. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5. Examine yourselves, whether ye be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves, or that Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be reprobates. Now, We've been dealing with this, this word reprobate. We started on, on, uh, uh, Mon- on Monday. We were dealing with this, this, this term reprobate. All right? It came up in, in part of the class. But brothers and sisters, we want to make sure, we, are you really examining yourself to, to know whether you're in the faith? In the faith. That term right there, brothers and sisters, makes it very specific. It, it's not asking if you have faith. Because obviously, um, um, let me let me give some examples. Um, Donald Trump has faith in his money, and because Donald Trump has faith in his money, does that mean that Donald Trump has faith in Jesus Christ? I'm trying to use like a kind of crazy wild example that. Just because a person says they have faith, what does a person have faith in? I guess it is, is is what a person should really be examining themselves about. What do you? What is your faith based on? Is our faith really based on the scriptures? From the true context of the scriptures, is that what your faith is in, or do you have faith in your job? Do you have faith in a weapon? Do you have faith in a car? Do you have faith in your job? 
You can have faith in those things. Just because you have faith in those things, don't try and 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 and, and we we can't. It, it'd be wrong of us to try and place the fact that I have faith in my car or I have faith in my money that that's having a faith in God. No, that's having a faith in a God, but that is not having faith in God. God being the Most High, God being the Creator. All right. There is there is definitely a difference. All right. There is definitely a difference. So our our, our forefather Paul is asking us. He's making a statement. Examine yourself. Whether ye be in the faith. Am I? Do I really have faith in these scriptures? For example, for example, um, if the scripture says, "Exalt not yourself," though whoever exalts himself shall be abased. And whoever based himself shall be exalted. Do I have faith that if I take low, God's going to be there for me? Or is my faith in no? If I don't fight for what I believe in, if I don't fight for my right to party, if I don't fight for it, I'm not going to get it. Okay? That's one way of looking at things. But the scripture says whoever exalts himself is going to be abased. But those that abase themselves shall be exalted. So, am I believing the scripture or am I still going by my own belief? Am I putting faith in what I believe that, no, I better push and fight and get what I want? Because in this world, that and this is, it's a dog-eat-dog world. It's a dog-eat-dog society. So you better fight for every last thing. You know, like the color purple type madness. All my life I had to fight. Okay. Ain't nobody saying you didn't have to fight. But is that what God wants? Are you going, are you having faith in the word of God? Do we have faith in the word of God? The word of God says, let patience have her perfect work. That you might be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Do I have faith in that or I'm not a patient person? My life has taught me that um, nice guys finish last. My life has taught me that that to have patience is to be a sucker. And if there's something I want, if I something I desire, go get it. Okay. And given these examples, do I have faith in the scriptures? Am I examining myself? Do I really have faith in the scriptures? Then it says, prove your own selves. Do you test yourself to see if you believe in the scriptures? We can make a whole series on that alone right there. Prove your own Test yourself. Do you believe in the scriptures or not? Which, I'm, you know, I'm not even going to touch that right now. I ain't gonna, I'm not even going to touch that. Prove your own self. That's the end of that sentence. He goes on to say now, know ye not your own selves? Do you know yourself? Do you know you have a tendency not to believe the scriptures, but to believe every influence around you? Do you know that you have a, that you have a tendency to believe what you see on TV, 
and that that will nullify what the scripture says? Don't you know yourself? Don't you know that you have a tendency to follow what your friends and your family says? And that you will discard what the Bible says? Don't you know that all it takes for you to have a dream to totally make you forget and throw away what the Bible says because you had a dream? Don't you know yourself? Know ye not your own self? How that Jesus Christ is in you. Is Christ in you? Is the word of Christ really in us? Or have we become reprobates? That as, as a, the, we've gotten some of the words of Christ, we've gotten some of the words of the Bible, but now we've put the Bible down, and it's about what I see, what I believe, what I feel. If we're not, if a person doesn't prove their own selves, remember, Satan is subtle. Satan is subtle. He's not overt. He's subtle. The serpent in the garden we eat was subtle. Remember, even Paul came back and had to warn us of, in, in chapter 11 that even Satan himself appears as an angel of light. Let me get that. Let me just quote it. You know, letting the Bible talk. Um, come on now. Now you're going to run from me. You really going to... Um, Second Corinthians chapter eleven verse fourteen. Second Corinthians chapter eleven verse fourteen, and it says, "And no marvel." Well, I'm just going to go straight to the point. Second Corinthians chapter eleven verse fourteen, and no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. So, I mean, come on, y'all. What looks good to you? Because it looks good to you, have you examined to see if that's what God wants or is that from Satan? Come on. I mean, come on. I mean, we don't want to be reprobates. How did Satan tempt Christ? Wasn't he trying to tempt Christ into making the the turning a rock into bread look good because he was hungry? Then he said, look, if you realize the Son of God, God will be with you. Jump your ass up off this rock, up off this house, up off this steeple. The angels are going to guide you. They're gonna get, they're gonna, they got you. Trying to present that as looking good, like you ain't going to get hurt. I guess like David Lee Roth, you know, Matt Hanley, just jump, jump. Or, or I guess we know Criss Cross. Or, or uh, who was that white boys in, um, of, the, of the 90s? Jump around. Jump, jump, jump around. Just jump. Come on, y'all. Are we forgetting how Satan operates? Or that Satan is going to be, uh, have it appear to your mind like it's a good idea? What did he do for, for Eve in the garden? You should not surely die. But let's go there. Uh, um, verse 3, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3. This is Paul trying to give us some game. And those who, you know, 
when you're testing yourself, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3, what I fear, lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his what? Subtility. So your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. As the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtility. Let's go look at that. Let's go look at that real quick. Genesis chapter 3 verse 1. Genesis chapter 3 verse 1. Now the serpent was more subtile than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, has God said ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? What does the word subtile mean? That he was more subtile than anybody else on the planet Earth. Subtile. Um, thin, not dense. Um, um, as subtle air, a subtle vapor, a subtle medium. Number two, um, nice, fine, delicate, um, acute, piercing, as subtle pain, sly. I guess here we get to here. Uh, definition number four from Webster's uh, 1828 Dictionary. Uh, subtle and de- starting with definition number four, sly. He was more sly than anybody else on the, on the planet. Artful. Cunning, crafty. Oh, here's a good one. Insinuating. Satan was more insinuating than any other beast of the field. Definition number five. Planned by art. Deceitful. Definition number six. Deceitful or treacherous. Number seven. Refined. Fine, acute. All right. So this is this is serp- this is the serpent. We're being told about the serpent. And he says to the woman, "What shall ye not eat of every tree of the of the garden?" Verse two. And the woman said unto the serpent, "We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat of it." Neither shall you touch it, lest you die. So it's not like Eve didn't know the rules. It's not like she didn't know. All right? Verse 4. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good, that it was what? When the woman saw, when the woman saw that the tree was good, when the woman saw, using her sense of sight, and when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, to be desired to make one wise. She took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat. Come on, y'all. The serpent presented this as a good idea. 
and got inside her head, that it would seem pleasant to the eyes and something to be desired for wisdom. And then she bought this to her husband, Adam. And Adam, following, you know, happy wife, happy life. What she says is pleasant. She likes it. And it's and she said it's wisdom, that this is the right way to go. This is wisdom to follow the serpent. I know God said this, but the wisdom the serpent said, and don't it look good? And Adam, happy wife, happy life. <laughs> I know what God said, but but she's gonna be mad. She's going to catch an attitude again. I, uh, man, I don't want the cold shoulder. I don't want her to be upset with me because she thinks it's wisdom. It goes against what God said, but she says it's wisdom. Now there's all type of tension in the cave or the house or whatever the hell they were living at because I'm not, I'm not going along with her because I'm following what God said, but she's making it very uncomfortable. Let me go ahead and do this, too, because she says it's pleasant to the eyes, and she says it's wise, even though it's going against God. This is how Satan comes, y'all. So are we examining ourselves and proving ourselves? Are we in the faith? Do we believe in the scriptures? Christ is supposed to be abiding in us. Except we be reprobates. Now, that abiding in us. Oh, 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 oh. Let me close this real quick. Give me this. G- give me back. Give me back. Give me back. Um, Thirteen, right? Yeah. Um, abide. Let me find that word abide. I'm here. Give me a second, y'all. Let's go to St. John chapter 15. That It says, examine yourselves, whether you be in the faith. Prove your own selves. All right? And know you're not your own selves, that Christ is in you, except you be a reprobate? How do we know that Christ is in us? All right? Let's get Christ's definition, not, not, not our own thoughts. Not our own imagination. Let's get, let's get the words of Christ. Let's go to St. John chapter 15 and verse 1. When I say St. John, I mean Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. From the four Gospels, John. John chapter 15, verse 1. All right? John chapter 15. I'm going to start verse 1. I'm going to read down kind of quick. It says, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purges it that it may bring forth more fruit. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. 
we can't be clean in the eyes of God until we get his word. All right? That had nothing to do with the baptism, being dipped in water. Did y'all catch that? Christ said you're clean through the word, not because you got dipped in water. Or that you bathed in some hand sanitizer. He didn't say that. Now you're clean. John chapter 15, verse 3. Now you're clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Verse 4. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself. Except it abide in the vine. No more can ye except ye abide in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you. Are we, are we, are, come on, y'all. Verse 7, St. John, chapter 15, verse 7. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, are we examining ourselves whether we be in the faith? Are we proving our own selves? Do we not know ourselves that Christ is in us, except we be reprobates? But to have Christ abiding in us means what? Christ's words are abiding in us. If not, if not, if Christ's words are not abiding in us, and what's the word abide before as, as people want to get, get technical and as, as we have a tendency to do, abide, um, to rest or to dwell. Right, from Webster's 1828, to rest or to dwell. Um, it comes from the um, – it says abada, to be or to exist or to continue. Um, definition number two, to tarry or stay with a – to stay with for a short time. Ooh. To commune – here, verse three. To continue permanently or in the same state, to be firm and unmovable. All right? And they quote Psalm chapter 119, verse 90. To remain, to continue, as in Acts chapter 27, verse 31, or Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verse 15. Abide, to wait for, to be prepared for, to wait, to endure or sustain, to bear or endure, to bear patiently. All right, if, my, if Christ, so again, John chapter 15, verse 7, if ye abide in me and my words abide in you, my words, his words, God's words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Hearing is my father glorified that you bear much fruit. So shall ye be my disciples. Come on, y'all. This ain't hard. This is not hard. It's hard if his words don't abide in us. But are we examining ourselves to make sure his words are abiding in us? Are we examining ourselves 
Do we still believe? Do we really believe in God's word, the words of God, the words? Of, do we really believe as, as we're getting in these situations and in, in these days of trials, tribulations, afflictions, persecutions? Are we holding on to his word? Is his word abiding in us? Come on, y'all. Come on, brothers and sisters. Come on. Come on, y'all. I, 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 need, I, I need to up my soundboard game. I was talking to the brother in the heart, and, and, and I'm going to see if I can't, you know, if that can't be done. <laughs> I want to get some sound stuff, some sound bites. So going to Romans chapter 1, verse 28. Going to the book of Romans chapter 1, verse 28, y'all. We finished with this scripture on Monday. We're going to pick up here, but we're going to add a little salt to it. Right? We're going to add a little salt to, to, to this. So in Romans chapter 1, verse 28, it says, And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. So, brothers and sisters, in dealing with this, in this word reprobate, dealing with this, if we're not going to keep God in our knowledge, right? if we're not going to keep God in our knowledge, we're not going to keep God's words in what we know. If I'm going to go by what I know from what my dad taught me, if I'm going to go by what I know from what my mom taught me, if I'm going to go by what, what I know from what Tyler Perry taught me, from what Medea taught me, if I'm going to go by what I know from what, um, what one of these rappers taught me, or one of these, these singers taught me, if I'm going to go by what I know by those things, if I'm going to go by what I know what, what I learned in school, and not, not Bible school, but what I learned in school from trying to get past U.S. history. If I'm going to go by what I know from those things, if I'm going to go by what I know from my own eyes, you know, because it was pleasant to Eve's eyes, you know, to the woman's eyes, it was pleasant to her eyes, and it seemed wise to her eyes. If we're going to go by, hey, this is what I know, but when, I'm not going to retain what I know about God. I'm not going to go by what he knows. We make ourselves reprobate. Romans chapter 1 verse 28. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge. Did y'all see this? Are, 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 y'all, are y'all reading along with me? And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge. I don't like God's way. I don't like doing it that way because now I can't see how that's going to be pleasant for me. I can see how it's pleasant for everybody else, but that's not what I want. I don't like doing it God's way because God's way, I got to put others first. I don't like that. I don't like, I got to put myself on a back burner. I don't like that. For all I've been through in my life, I deserve to put me first. Because of everything I've been through in my life. Did you go through the things in your life because you have not been following God? Have you gone through the things in your life because your parents didn't follow God? Have you gone through the things in your life because society has not followed God? And that's why you feel justified now that you're still not going to follow what God wants? That you don't like to retain God in your knowledge and what you know? Come on, y'all. Romans chapter 1 verse 28. 
and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge. God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Building on that a little bit, building on that, on that, on that a little bit more. Let's go to Job chapter 21 verses 14 and 15. Let's go to the book of Job chapter 21 verses 14 and 15. Uh, I got some text in. Let me me say this to everybody. Um, I put my phone on vibrate, on mute, especially uh, during class here. So I'm not able to get or hear the notice if you guys text me. So you might have texted me, and I'm seeing here, I got something from a brother here. Um, I'm sorry, y'all. Uh, okay. Um, okay, got that. understand that, brother. understand that. I'm going to come back to that. Boom, cut, check this. Okay, cool. Thank you for that. All right. And then over here. All right. So, again, my apologies, y'all. Um, if I'm not seeing it, all your texts and everything that, that, are, that are coming in. So, coming back now to, now we're going to Job chapter 21, verses 14 and 15, right? Book of Job chapter 21, verses 14 and 15. And it says, and we're going to go past the two hours, Mark, y'all. Today's class is going to go past two hours. So, if you're listening in through the computer, if you're listening in live through the computer, listening in listen, very carefully, if you're listening in live through the computer, when the two hours expires, the two-hour class does expire, then it's going to end on the computer. All right? that, that class is going to end. They give, they give the two-hour time slot, time slot through the computer. Um, if you're going through the website to listen to the, to the live class, it's going to be done. If you call in to the number 646-668-2568, use your um, Wi-Fi number. Because uh, um, now they get this thing where, where – um, it's like a party call charge or uh, uh, I don't even know what the hell you call it, but they charge to be able to call in numbers like this, all right? The numbers like, like uh, 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 what do they call this? Um, group calls or, or, or what have you. It's not Zoom. It's, it's not uh, Google Meet or whatever. That are on platforms like this, then they, the, some, some carriers are now charging to call these numbers. But if you have a Wi-Fi number, if you have a Google Google Wi-Fi number, you can still call in for free, right? But if you can call in and if you can get, get through, call in before the two hours live class expires. And that's for my class, Tazapaz class, Bonabaz classes. Call in before the two hours expires, and if the class goes over two hours and, and you're listening live, you'll be able to hear the whole class in its entirety, all right? You'll be able to hear the whole class in its entirety if you call in. If not, then you got to wait for them to upload the class to either the the, uh, the blog talk, the Google podcast, or whatever podcast um, uh, medium you, you check out the podcast on, and then you'll be able to hear the, the full show like that. But you're not going if you're listening live, it's going to cut off. 
The show is going to cut off. Um, the broadcast is going to cut off on the computer through the website in two hours, even though the class is still continuing. If you call in and we go over the two hours, you'll still be able to hear the class live. I think they give us a damn an extra 45 minutes past the two-hour mark to, to complete whatever, we, we have, whatever it is we have going on. So if we extend the class past the two hours, then you can still listen to the whole class in its entirety, or if not, you're going to have to wait. Now, if you just came to the class, um, to any one of the podcasts, and you're just listening in through the library or through the archives, you're going to hear the class in its entirety without any inter- interruptions. All right? But if you're listening live and you're listening through the website or through the computer, then, yeah, it is going to cut off for the live broadcast. If it's already been posted, the, the live class is done. If you're listening through the, through the computer, through uh, uh, one of your podcast mediums, it's not going to be interrupted. Okay? But if you call in now, if you're listening live, if you call in now, you'll be able to listen to the class in its entirety. All right? Cool. So now we're at Job chapter 21, verse 14 and 15. The book of Job chapter 21, verses 14 and 15. And it reads, Therefore, they say unto God, Depart from us, for we desire not the knowledge of thy ways. Verse 15. What is the Almighty? We should serve him. And what profit should we should we have if we pray unto him? This, brothers and sisters, I was so floored when I read this. I I I got goosebumps now, literally. The the hair on my my arms and the back of my neck is standing up. I promise you, it it really is. The mentality of people. For him to say in Romans, chapter 1, verse 28, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, that the wicked is being described here in Job, Old Testament, in Job, chapter 21, verse 14, that a wicked person, and this this ain't got nothing to do with color. This is just a wicked person. Where it would it would require and be understood why it would be stated. Are you examining yourself to see are you really still in the faith of God? Do you really still believe in God's word? That the wicked not only they, they don't like to retain God in their knowledge. The wicked, Job chapter 21, verse 14, therefore they say unto God, depart from us, for we desire not the knowledge of thy ways. I want to know how you do it, God. I don't, know, I don't want to know God's way of doing things. I know how I see things. I know how my dad sees things. I know how my mom sees things. I know how my family sees things. I know how the world sees things. I know how my sorority sees things, my fraternity sees things. I know how my boss sees things. I know how my girlfriend see things. I know how we see things. And we want to do it our way. So we don't desire to know the way of God. That's why I don't study. That's why I don't read. That's why I don't like listening, being in class. I try and find every distraction I can when it comes to me having to now hear God's way, pay attention to God's way, because it's going to get me away from what I want, my desire. My way of seeing things, 
what seems pleasant and wise to me. Job chapter 21 verse 14. Therefore, they say unto God, depart from us, for we desire not the knowledge of thy ways. See, your way, God, is to walk by faith, not by sight. You're telling me I see this, but I'm not supposed to go by what I see. I'm supposed to just trust your word? I don't desire that, God. I don't want that. I'm not with that part, God. How are you going to tell me I'm not seeing what I see? And that regardless of what I see, I'm supposed to go by what your word says? God, I'm not with that. I can't, I, I'm not feeling that, God. And, and come on, I'm not feeling that. I'm not feeling, I'm in my feelings. I'm not feeling that. Verse 15. What is the Almighty that we should serve Him? And brother says, how many times, what, remember how, how, how the Israelites coming out of Egypt, because it seemed inconvenient to do it God's way, we were like, well, Moses, we can see why you like this, because we can see where you benefit from it, but what good is it doing us? Moses, it's convenient that you are the only one speaking to God, and that God chose your brother to be the high priest, and that we got to bring our offerings to God, and it just happens to be, and oh, and that just, by the way, happens to be what Aaron is eating and take care of his family with? Ain't that convenient? I can see how, how serving God helps you, but how's it helping me? I'm only bringing that example up, brothers and sisters, because that mentality is in the world and among Israelites, the people of God. But that also makes the Israelites also wicked for having these thoughts of why they don't want to examine themselves, whether they're in the faith of God. Again, Job chapter 21, verse 14 and 15. Therefore, they say unto God, depart from us, for we desire not the knowledge of thy ways. What is the Almighty that we should serve him? And what profit should we have if we pray unto him? What good is it going to do me to pray to God? God, if he's almighty, he's all-knowing, what do you got to pray for? God, you know what I want. God, you know what I like. Why do I got to pray? Why do I got to serve? If you're God almighty, how come God, how come you don't know my heart already? Now I got I to gotta submit and pray to you? If you're, the, if you're the almighty, if you know everything, then if you know what I want, why are you going to make me have to say it? Why don't you just give it to me? This is where it says we better examine ourselves. Are we really in the faith of God? Is God's word really abiding in us or are we reprobates? Jeremiah. Let's move on to the book of Jeremiah, chapter 4, verse 22. Let's move on to the book of Jeremiah, chapter 4, verse 22. And it says, For my people is foolish, 
They have not known me. They are sottish children. And remember the word sottish means stupid. Actually means stupefied. They are sottish children. And they have none understanding when it comes to pleasing God. As to understanding God created us to please him, not ourselves. We, we don't want understanding to serve God in what he wants. We want God to serve us in what we want. Check this out. Jer- Jeremiah chapter 4 verse 22. For my people is foolish. They have not known me. They are silent children and they have none understanding. They are wise to do evil. But to do good, they have no knowledge. We are wise to do evil. What did the serpent present to Eve? Something that was pleasant to her eyes. And something that seemed wise to her. And she presented that evilness to Adam. Adam submitted to her and to the serpent and got them both kicked out of paradise. Out of God's paradise. Let's, let's fast forward now from Adam to 2024. Are we still following that same example of we're going to go by what's pleasant to our own eyes? And what seems wise to us? And we're going to prove this scripture to be true, Jeremiah 4.22, that we are wise to do evil, but to do good, they have no knowledge. To do good of what God calls good. Are, are we the ones that are saying, therefore they say unto God, depart from us, for we desire not the knowledge of thy ways. What is the Almighty that we should serve him? And what profit should we have if we pray unto him? Are, are we really examining ourselves to see where we're really at? It's an open book test, y'all. Open book. Let's move on to Hosea chapter 4, verse 6. Let's move on to Hosea chapter 4, verse 6. The book of Hosea chapter 4, verse 6. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Whose knowledge are we, do we not have? We never have knowledge of what seems pleasant to our own eyes. We have knowledge of what we think is wisdom. But the knowledge of God that we've already said, we desire not to know your ways. We don't want to know how God does things. We want to know how what seems we want to know what seems pleasant to us. What seems right and wise to us? Because we're to do, we are wise to do evil, but to do what's good in God's eyes, have not a clue. So we're destroyed for a lack of knowledge. We don't know, we don't have God's knowledge. Reading on with verse six, Hosea chapter four, verse six: My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, because thou hast rejected knowledge. I will also reject thee. Come on, does. 
the more we keep trying to follow what seems pleasant to us and what seems wise to us, how we calculate in our own minds what seems right or good to us, well, it's to the point we reject God. And cool, then I'm going to reject you. And then we, we, we want to get to this thing where, why, why are we going through this? Why, 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 God, why aren't you there? God, why did you let me go through this? I'm the victim. The hell we are. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee. That thou shalt be no priest to me. A priest serves. Since you rejected me, I'm going to reject you. And you're not going to serve me. So whatever it is that we've been serving, got nothing to do with how God wants things done. However, your parents, my parents, your grandparents, my grandparents, your family, my family, whatever they've been serving, it's not as priest of God. It's not as those who had the knowledge of God, of what it takes to please God, but we have been serving what seems pleasant to our own eyes. Seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. I, I just had goosebumps run up the back of my throat, but back of my neck, y'all. I just, I, I'm literally just felt a cold chill just come across me right now. Because now we make sure we teach our children what seems pleasant and wise to us and not what's pleasant to God or good in God's eyes. So now we set our children up for a double failure. Like our parents set us up for failure. Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 6. Moving on. Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 6. And it reads, Thine habitation is in the midst of deceit. Through deceit they refuse to know me, saith the Lord. Let me pull the scripture up. Jeremiah 9 and 6. I'm going to look see these, some of these words up. Jeremiah, I'm reading from my notes, y'all. I've been reading from my notes. So I'm going back to my Bible app, which is Eastward. I'm going to look up some of these words. Jeremiah chapter 9 and verse 6. Jeremiah chapter 9 verse 6. Nine habitation. You know, let me, let, me, let me compare. Let me compare this. Okay, the King James says, in Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 6, thine habitation is in the midst of deceit. Through deceit, they refuse to know me, saith the Lord. All right? So our habitation, that means where you live at. What you surround, what we, where you live at, meaning what we, you surround yourself with. Thine habitation is in the midst of deceit. Like everything around us, everything we surround ourselves with and around is in, in the middle of deceit. 
Then says, because of, through deceit, we refuse to know God. Because we surround ourselves with deceit, with lies. Right? That's the King James. I want to look at the same verse up in some other versions. Okay, the uh, a favorite version of Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 6 says, Your dwelling is in the midst of deceit. Through deceit, they refuse to know me, saith the Lord. So our dwelling, where you live at, where you've built yourself up at, where we go for rest, for refuge, for protection, is in the middle of deceit. It's in the midst of deceit. And through deceit, we refuse to know me. That we refuse, we, we refuse. Did y'all care? We refuse. They refuse to know me, says the Lord. Right? That's a faithful version of the Bible. The American Standard Version says, Thy habitation is in the midst of deceit. Through deceit, they refuse to know me, saith Jehovah. Only thing, okay, Jehovah, Yahweh. The Bible of basic English. Mm. Okay, the Bible of basic English, this is what it says here. There is wrong on wrong. Deceit on deceit. They have given up the knowledge of me, says the Lord. So we go from wrong to wrong. Our parents are wrong. Our grandparents are wrong. They were wrong, and we keep adding on to the wrong. They were deceitful, and we keep adding on to the deceit. And it says, and they are given up, and they have given up the knowledge of me, says the Lord. We, get, we, we don't want God's knowledge. We don't, God says, you're giving up on me. This, and then we, want to, we, we give up on what God wants and how God does things, and we expect God to be there for us. We expect God to know us, but we won't go and know God. We get mad because you won't take the time to know me. You don't know me, what I've been through. Stand on that. But we are not taking the time. This is God's perspective. We're not taking the time to know God, to know him. And remember, he, he started us in, with, with Adam and Eve, he started us in paradise. He gave us the best in the very beginning. We threw it away, following what is pleasant to our eyes, to Eve's eyes, what she thought was wise. We got kicked out of paradise then. Flood came. Got, things got worse and worse and worse. The flood comes. He repopulates the earth with Noah, his three sons. We get down to the Israelites now being, being, being born. Israelites go in captivity in Egypt, become a nation in Egypt, come out of Egypt, and now we're on our way to the promised land. And in the midst of that, we still, in the, the, the paradise of the promised land, we still refuse to know God. For all that he's done, all his miracles, everything he did for the children of Israel, we still refuse to know God. And we still want to go, go from wrong to wrong, from deceit to deceit. And we still keep giving up on God, even though he gave to us first. We give up on him. Then we come back and get mad like because he won't God, like God won't know us. No, nobody takes the time to understand what I'm going through, what I feel, how I see things. Come on, come on. Who, who, who's not being fair? 
But, you know, it's hard to, you can't say this to somebody who already has got things set in their mind that, that don't know, want to know the ways of God, who refuse to know God. They're trying to explain these things to them. It's almost like how, how and why. I'm going to read the good news, and we're going to finish this right here. The GNB, where you at? Why are you running? Why are you running? What? I no longer have the GNB here? I'm not going to chase you. I'm not going to go. If it's not here, it's just not here. Yeah, here it is. From the uh, the Good News Bible, for Jeremiah chapter chapter nine, they have verses five and six. All right, for Jeremiah chapter nine, verses five and six, uh, in the Good News Bible, it says they all mislead their friends, and no one tells the truth. They have taught their tongues to lie. And will not give up their sinning. They do one violent thing after another. And one deceitful act follows another. The Lord says that this people reject him. Uh, And reading the King James. Jeremiah chapter 9 verse 6 says, Thine habitation is in the midst of deceit. Through deceit, they refuse to know me, saith the Lord. So we, we refuse to know God because of, of deceit, right? Uh, deceit. I want to look that word up. I did want to look that word up. So let me give me a second to get that for deceit. Mr. Webster, Mr. Noah Webster, could you please give us the understanding or the definition of deceit? All right, from Webster's 1828, deceit. Literally, a catching or ensnaring. Hence, the misleading of a person, the leading of the leading of another person to believe what is false and not to believe what is true, and thus to ensnare him, fraud, fallacy, cheat, any declaration, artifice, or practice which misleads another or causes him to believe what is false. So through deceit, through literally catching and ensnaring, through lying and leading of a person to believe what is false, like your dreams, your visions, what you see, what you think, what your expectation is, and that what God's is, that's deceit, and you do it on purpose. That's what it's saying, that we do it, a person does this on purpose. Like Eve did to Adam. Could it seem pleasant to her? Could it seem wise to her? He better conform. And then he did. Forget God's word. Forget God's order. Forget what God says. Deceit. Definition number two. Stratagem. Artifice. Device intended to mislead. 
Then we just number three. In scripture, that which is obtained by guile, fraud, or oppression. In law, any trick, device, craft, collusion, coven, or underhand practice used to defraud another. So what does God say? In Jeremiah 9, verse 6, Thine habitation is in the midst of deceit, and through deceit they refuse to know me, saith the Lord. Now, when we look up the word know, so we're dealing with knowledge and dealing with the word know. Not know like as in N-O, but no, K-N-O-W. From Webster's 1828 Dictionary. Definition number one, to perceive with, to perceive with certainty, to understand clearly. So it says, through deceit, we refuse to know God, or we, we refuse to perceive with, uh, with certainty and to understand clearly what God wants, to understand his ways. We refuse to know with clarity that clearly this is what God wants. We refuse to know that. We refuse, we refuse to get that. We refuse that. It says to have a clear and certain perception of truth, fact, or anything that actually exists, that we refuse to acknowledge with certainty the truth, fact, or anything that actually exists. And now it's all, all about what we see in our own mind, what we see with our own eyes, what we think is pleasant and wisdom, and not what God actually said, not his word. Definition number two, to be informed of or to be taught. It says, through deceit, we refuse to know him. Through, de- through deceit of our own minds, what we think is pleasant to our own eyes, what we think is wise, we refuse to be informed or to be taught about God. This, this, this. Because we see that deceit is pleasant. And now, because it's pleasant and makes us feel good, We refuse the ways of God. But yet we want to claim that God is with us. And that we're not and it's funny how we want to claim God is with us, but not not that we're with God. You ever catch that? You know, that, that just came to my mind. We're quick to want to declare God's with us, but not that we're with God. And we're quick to, we're quick to declare God is with us because of what seems pleasant to our eyes. What seems wise to us, now God is with us. But it's never about now we are with God. You see how we manipulate that shit? Through deceit? Definition number three, to recognize by recollection, remembrance, representation, or description. Through deceit, we refuse to recognize by recollection, by remembering. We refuse to, rec- to recognize by representation or description. We refuse to know how God works, what, what is really God and what isn't. We refuse God's ways. That was actually definition number four. Now, definition number seven. Of 
to know means to approve. So through deceit, we refuse to approve God. Difference made to learn. So we refuse through deceit, we refuse to learn God. Definition number nine, when it says in Jeremiah 9 and 6, that habitation is in the midst of deceit. Through deceit, they refuse to know me, or from definition number nine, we refuse to acknowledge with due respect. They refuse to know me, saith the Lord. We, we refuse to acknowledge with due respect the ways of God, what God wants. Then it goes on to say, Deficit number 10, from Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 6. Thine habitation is in the midst of deceit. Through deceit, they refuse to know me, or we refuse to choose to favor or take an interest in, to, uh, in God, saith the Lord. I, I, I mean, this is scaring me. To actually stop making myself the victim, to even consider how God is looking at things, to have empathy about God, how he's looking at things. And if I'm looking at it from how God looks at things, I'm wrong. But I know a lot of people ain't trying to see that, ain't trying to feel that. They want to blame everybody else. They want to keep living in deceit. That is not because of our own choices. Don't want to be accountable for what we do. It's got to be somebody else who's not understanding me, who doesn't know me, who hasn't been with me, who has not taken the time to, 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 to consider and think about what about me. When the truth of the matter is, we don't do that for God. That's the truth of the matter. Brothers and sisters, let's go back to Romans chapter 1, verse 28. Let's go back, and we're about to finish this up. Let's go back to Romans chapter 1, verse 28 now, and we're going to read, read on, read down. Romans chapter 1, verse 28. And even as they did not like to retain God in their, in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Verse 29, being filled with all, all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents. Without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful. Romans chapter 1 verse 32. Who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death. Not only do the same, pleasure and them that do them. 
You're damn right. If that's how they feel, can't nobody judge them. Don't nobody judge me. If that, if that's how a person feels, let them be. Let them do what they want. Let them be free to do what they want. If this ain't the mentality of the world today, you go, girl. You do you, boo. Live your best life. You have to do for you because ain't nobody else going to do it for you. If this ain't the mentality and the things that people say today, in 2024, that obviously has been said throughout time. These same mentalities and these same words. It, it, it really is getting a lot, a lot more uh, understandable how God is only looking for 144,000 faithful men. That's not hard. That's not that. I, I, it is, it's really quite understandable. Because hell, even in, in Genesis chapter six verse five, the whole world, everybody was following their own imagination, except for Noah. Except for Noah. Everybody else is following with their own idea of righteousness. That's Genesis chapter 6, verse 5. Go read it yourself. And if from Matthew 24, 37, Christ said this, and this, like it was in the days of Noah, that's what it's going to be when the Son of Man comes back. Everybody just doing what they feel is right to their own eyes, what they think, and refusing the ways of God, rejecting the ways of God. Even though the teaching of God, just like Noah, Noah prophesied for 100 years before the flood actually came for people to repent and to get right. But people back then kept choosing. We don't want to follow the way of God. We want to keep doing what's right in our own eyes and our own imagination. All right, cool. So Noah, his wife, their three sons and their wives happened to be on the ark. God closed the door of the ark and then the flood started, the rain started. And it tells you that that rain, that, that the water came, the, the 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 it said um the the windows of heaven opened up, so water came from from beneath. Not only was it raining, but you had water coming from beneath coming up. So it wasn't like it was just rain, like a real bad rainstorm. You had water coming from above and from beneath. God opened up the depths of the water from beneath to come up also. That consumed the, that consumed the earth. God did that with water. He said, this time he's going to do it with fire. This time he's going to do it with fire. It's understandable. He only, looked for, only needs. Can he, all he needs to find 144,000 faithful men. So we, that he can go ahead and end this. Noah prophesied for 100 years before the actual flood came. But people kept, nope, I'm not, going, I'm not about God's way. I've got, I've got things in my own mind, my own head, what my dad taught me, what my family taught me, what my fa- what, 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 how society is going. I'm going with this. All that stuff God's talking about, I don't want that. That's not pleasant to me. That's not meeting my expectation. That's not meeting what I want. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta know what God wants, and God's not taking time to know what I want. What about me? What about what I've been through? What about what I know? How many people, with those thoughts, 
died in the flood. I guess when they died in the flood, God could really give a damn about their opinion, huh? I guess when they died with those thoughts in their mind about what about me and what I'm going through and what I think is right and what I feel is wisdom, while, while they were having those thoughts and the water swept their asses away, I guess that was God saying, he, I guess that's God expressing how much he cared about their opinion and what they felt was right, wrong, or just. All right, we're about to end this. We're about to wrap this up. And, and uh, James Strong and John McClintock's Encyclopedia. All right, in a, in a, in a, the Strong McClintock Encyclopedia. Right? It's a Bible encyclopedia. Right? A, a Bible encyclopedia. You can look it up online. You can definitely look it up online. It's the James Strong and John McClintock's Encyclopedia. All right, and we're looking up the judgments of God. Right? The judgments of God. And definition number one in this encyclopedia dealing with the judgments of God. Remember it said that in verse Romans chapter 1 verse 32, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. So let's look up this word, the, the, the statement, the judgment of God, all right, that, that people know but refuse. The judgment of God. Definition number one from the James Strong and John McClintock Cyclopedia. This expression is of frequent occurrence in the scriptures. And its sense is generally determined by the connection. When God's judgments are spoken of, the term may, there, may denote either the secret decisions of the divine will. And you can follow that in Psalm chapter 10, verse 5, and Psalm chapter 36, verse 6. So, in dealing with the judgments of God, it, uh, it may denote either the secret decisions of the of the divine will that that if you understand God's judgments, you know His secret decisions. You know God's decisions of what His will is to be in dealing with the judgments of God. All right, or it says the declarations of God's will revealed in the Scriptures. So in dealing with the judgments of God, it's, it's centered around His will, the decisions of His divine will, or the declarations. Of God's will when we're dealing with the judgments of God what is God's will what does God want how does God see it of what his expectation is of what he's looking at his will and you can look at Exodus chapter 21 verse 1 Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 12, Nehemiah, Nehemiah chapter 9 verse 13, Psalms chapter 119 verses 7 through 17, okay? In dealing with the divine, with the judgments of God, it can also mean the inflictions of punishments on the wicked. In dealing with the judgment of God, it can also be, be referring to where God's going to inflict punishment on the wicked. And we can find that in Exodus chapter 6, verse 6, Exodus chapter 12, verse 12, Proverbs chapter 19, verse 29, 
Ezekiel chapter 25 verse 11 and Revelation chapter 16 verse 7. All right? Now, from the Webster's 1828 dictionary and dealing with judgment, we're going to start at definition number five. Going to Webster's 1828 dictionary and dealing with the, 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 word, the word judgment, we're going to start with definition number five. And definition number five says the determination or the decision. So in dealing with the judgment of God, we're dealing with God's determination and God's decisions. All right. Definition number six, we're dealing with, um, in dealing with the judgment of God, we're dealing with the opinion or the notion of God. All right. The opinion or notion of God. So we're dealing with the judgment of God. We're dealing with God's opinion, God's notion, God's determination, God's decisions. Okay. When we're dealing with the judgments of God, that people knowing the judgments of God, people knowing what God's determination is, people knowing what God's decision towards this behavior is, how he feels about it, people knowing God's opinion, he's not with this, he's not with that, that God's opinion is that, no, this is what it means to have order in the house, husband, father, wife, children, there's an order to things. But there's some people like, I'm not with that order. I'm not with that way. I don't see that being pleasant for me. Okay, cool. Hey, I don't see why I have to be in a camp or with everybody else where I got to share and put others first. I just don't see that. I, I, I got to live for me. I got to be about me because of what I've been through. Okay, but this is God's opinion. Get yourselves together. Yeah, get it together when they stand decide. That's God's opinion. That's God's notion. That's God's determination. That's God's decision. No, nope, I'm not with that. I got to live for me. Okay. All right. Definition number seven for judgment from the Webster's 
Uh, I've been over this class many times before, but you know, just like when you, you go over um, uh, not even a good movie, you go over something, and the more you go over it, the more it comes out, the more you see, the more it gets revealed. That that's how I'm feeling about these classes, y'all. I, I really, did. but that's me. That's me, and I'm thanking the most offered opportunity that I, I have a chance to clean my mind up and share His Word, and and hopefully I might be that I can now I'm cleaning enough of my mind up that I can. I ain't going to say I'm part of the 144,000, but I might be able to be partaking being part of those that are on them chariots when he releases all that, his fire and the fire from the nations and his ravenous anger is, 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 is going to be unleashed. All right. So with that, thank you everybody for tuning in. Today is Wednesday. Today is Wednesday. So please, please check out um, at 7 p.m. tonight, uh, Central Standard Time, uh, the YouTube channel, SOW, Houston, Texas, The Stream of Wisdom. They have class tonight on their YouTube channel starting at 7 p.m. At 7.30 p.m., you have The Sword of Truth, uh, San Antonio, on their YouTube channel. They start class at 7.30. All right? You can listen to – you can open up a tab on your computer, on your laptop, on your, on your, on your, 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 uh, your, your tablet. You can open the tab. And that way, and like, share, subscribe to um, on one one channel, but listen to class on the other. This way, the algorithm can still go up, that it can spread to more people and be, be revealed and be shown to more people. Let's get that going, y'all. Let's get that going. Let's help. Let's help. Let's help each other with that right there. And then we can always still come back because it's a YouTube channel. We can always come back and still listen to, still share, and still go through the class and get the understanding that's being shared with us. You know, ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing. Ain't nothing wrong with that. We can find time for that. We can time. We can find time for that. You know what I'm saying? We can do that. All right, we can do that. So please, and I'm doing this in an effort that let's get this knowledge out. Let's engulf our minds with God's word. Let's engulf our spirits with God's word. From Blog Talk, you know, put my little plug in. From Blog Talk, from the YouTube channels, from actually going to class. Let's get these done. Let's do this, y'all. Let's immerse ourselves in these scriptures so that our conversation is going to be holy. That we're going to be speaking the right things. Okay? Excuse me. A little burp there. Okay? So, and then uh, join us tomorrow. Tomorrow being Thursday. I need to check with the Brother Tazapah whether he'll be having class in the morning. And most likely it's going to be in the evening. He's been working a lot of mornings and a lot of day shifts. So most likely it's going to be in the, in the evening, but we'll see. Right? We'll, we'll, we will see. And with that, um, again, remember, uh, San Antonio, Sword of Truth, is, is, uh, will be commemorating the um, Passover uh, convocation where we actually be meeting up and gathering together uh, for the Passover meal, even though it's not the actual Passover. will be March 31st, Sunday, March 31st. All right, please get in touch with Brother Warner Iyer, uh, 210-862-2643, uh, to get the invite uh, to, for all the details and everything, um, and to RSVP. So, you know, uh, you know uh, how many lands got to be purchased and what all needs to be done. All right, please get in touch with him, uh, with them on that right there. All right, to write that right there, right there, right there. And with that, um, so long. All right, tune in and check us out tomorrow.
You have. 